says, if someone makes a nether to in some way benefit a friend, the nether may only be annulled in the presence of that friend. Rav Nachman said, we learned this from Moshe, with the extra word that says, leich, go, in the Pesach, teaches that Hashem told Moshe to annul his nether in Midian by Yisrael, since the nether was made for the benefit of Yisrael. Moshe made a nether that he will not leave Midian. That was for the benefit of Yisrael. Therefore, in order for him to be mati that nether, he had to do it in front of Yisrael. We know that Moshe had made a nether because the Pesach uses the word Vayoyel, which means a nether. As we see the word Allah used by Tzitkiyot, means that he made a nether to Nebuchadnezzar. The more explains that the nether of Tzitkiyot happened when he saw Nebuchadnezzar eating a live rabbit, which would have been very embarrassing for people to find out about. So Nebuchadnezzar therefore made him promise that he would not tell anybody about what he saw. Later, Tzitkiyot wanted to tell people with the hope that it would remove Nebuchadnezzar from power because people would be so disgusted with him. He therefore went to the Sanhedrin and had a nether annulled. When Nebuchadnezzar heard that he was telling people about what he saw, he asked him, how could you go back on a nether, Tzitkiyot said, I had the nether annulled. When he questioned the Sanhedrin about this in Nebuchadnezzar, they, they confirmed that, the, that they have the power to annul the Dharm. He asked them, are you allowed to annul the nether when the person who benefits from the nether is not present? They told him it's only when he is present. When Nebuchadnezzar heard this, he had the cushions removed from under the Sanhedrin and, they, and he forced them to therefore sit on the ground. Zok the Mishnah. Ramea says there are some things that are like noilad but are not quite noilad and may therefore be used as an opening to annul a nether. The Chum did not agree with him. The Mishnah gives examples. If a person makes a nether not to marry a particular woman because her father is evil, and they then tell him that the father died, or that he had done tshuva, and therefore he's not evil anymore, or if he makes a nether not to enter a particular house because there's an evil dog or snake inside, they then tell him that the dog died or the snake was killed. These cases are like noilad, but not quite like noilad, and therefore they uh, be able to, they can use the you can use that to make the nedarim null and void. The Chachamim did not agree with this. If the father died, that's certainly a new development. That's Noilad and should, it should, it should uh, not render the Neder ineffective. Rahuna said, and for the Gemara, Rahuna said, Rav Meir holds that since he specifically said that his problem is the girl's father, it's almost as if he made the Neder dependent on that reason. And when the father is no longer in the picture, the Neder becomes automatically annulled. Therefore, the new the, the, the new fact is not being used as a Pesach, as an opening. Not a terrorist Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan said, the cases where he, t- where he is told that the father died or did Shuvah before the nether was made. Therefore, it's not a, a fact that came about after the nether was made. The nether was made under mistaken premise and was therefore never affected to begin with. The Mishnah later says, if someone makes a nether not to marry a particular woman because she's not pretty or she's too dark or too short and it turns out that she has none of these issues, he's allowed to marry the woman because the nether was made on a mistaken basis. Now, according to Rav Huna, we can say that the earlier Mishnah, meaning our Mishnah, teaches that when he makes his nether dependent on something and this later uh, part, this, uh, so, and, and that's that case over there where the later the next part, next Mishnah discusses a nether made on a mistaken basis. However, according to Rabbi Yechanan, who says that even our Mishnah is talking about the nether made on a mistaken basis, so what's the later Mishnah teaching? It's the same thing. Zuck, the next Mishnah, may also said that we use an opening from the Torah to annul a nether for a person. We say to him, had you known that by making the nether to prevent someone from benefiting from you, you'll be over the love of Loisikaim, or Loisitar, or Loisisna Sachicha Bilvavecha, and Viahaflarecha Kamoicho, or that maybe you'd be over the mitzvah of the Chayachicha Imach if the person is poor and now you can't support him based on the nether, would you have made the nether? If he says, had I known this, I would have never made the nether, it's mutter and the nether may be annulled.
Why is it that a person can be said to be obligated to support a particular poor person? Why can he say that the obligation rests on all of Klai Yisrael? And I'll give money to the general collection fund along uh, with everybody else. Therefore, therefore, I will not violate my neder and, and, uh, and also not violate the obligation to support the poor person. The rabbi said, when a person becomes poor, he's first supposed to try and be supported by his friends and family. If that's not available, that's when he turns to the communal fund. Therefore, if the person who is the subject of the neder is a friend or a family member to the one who made the neder, the obligation to support him does first fall on the one who made the neder, only afterwards falls on, uh, falls on the community as a whole. Zep, the next Mishnah, we may use the financial obligations of Aksuba as an opening to an Ola Neder. Mishnah says, once happened that a person made a Neder prohibiting benefit from his wife, which would require him to divorce her, because he then could not fill, fulfill his Oina obligation. And his wife had Aksuba of 400 dinner. The person went to Rabbi Akiva, who obligated him to pay the full amount. The person said to Rabbi Akiva, you know, my father left me an inheritance of 800 dinners. He left an, an inheritance, a total inheritance. But my brother took half of that, so I'm left with 400. Shouldn't it be enough if I give her 200 and leave me with at least 200 from the inheritance? Rabbi Akiva told him, you have to give her the full amount, even if you have to sell the hair from your head to raise the money. The person then said, had I known this is so, I never would have made this nether. If you heard that, he annulled the nether. Affecting more movable items, such as the coins of the inheritance, are not pledged for a Ksuba obligation, so why would they uh, be subject to the Ksuba over here? As Abaya said, the inheritance was actually land worth 800 dinners, and land is pledged for a Ksuba. Affecting more, Akiva said that even the hair of his head would be obligated for a Ksuba, so why why is that so? Movable ob- ob- uh, things uh, are not obligated to the Ksuba. Mar said, Akiva was saying, you have to give it a full amount of your land, even if that would leave you with absolutely nothing to the point that you would have to sell your hair in order for yourself to have money to live. Affecting more, shall we say that Based on this, we see that Bezin does not assess a debtor to see how much he can pay while still retaining enough to live. So Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, the son of Rav Yitzchak, said it may be that Rabbi Akiva would allow him to keep some money to live. Rabbi Akiva meant to say that after a partial payment, we would not rip up the document. Rather, the woman would hold on to it and would use it to collect the remaining payment when the debtor has more money.